Oh, yeah. We on? Yeah, okay. now we on. Listen, you're doing yourself a disservice if you're not logging into rapfestradio.com. All right? It's it's a sin. It's it's against God, I, I promise you, because you're missing out on a treat. Rapfest Radio. Log on. Tune in. Mondays. Be there. You're listening to Rapfest Radio. Here's something you really like. <laughs> y'all, y'all ain't really ready. Go! Old school to new school. Classics to exclusives. 24-7 gospel, hip-hop, and reggaeton. Holy mackerel! Not cool! And I thought this was gonna be a dull day. It's Rapfest Radio, son!
Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Monday Night here on Rapfest Radio. Rapfestradio.com. It's 8 p.m. You know what time it is. Time for another live interview. My boy Rolando Remedios in the house. You just heard El Remedio uh, that was playing in the background from the new mixtape, Salvage. The mixtape, get it now. The link was already on the site. It's 3dremedy.bandcamp.com. And you know how much it costs? Free 99. Free 99. It's completely free. You can download it. How many tracks is it total? 20. 20 tracks. It just just released this morning, early this morning. You definitely want to pick it up. And while you're there, you know, just scroll down to Born For Me and play it a bunch of times because I produced that track. How many years ago is that? Yeah, about 2006, right? Yeah, 2006. Was that 2006? Yeah, five years ago. 2006. I actually had that loaded up to start the show, and I said, nah, that's pretty selfish of me. Let me <laughs> I, I changed it, right? I yeah. had I had uh, Born For Me. I said, nah, let me switch it. Yeah. But, man, I'm glad you're here, man. Welcome, yeah, welcome. Thank you. Thank uh, you. Ladies and gentlemen, that is 3D Remedy. He is the, the mind behind uh, Evolution Music Productions. And 3DRemedy.com, graphic designer, uh, pastor, producer, rapper, uh, what else? What other titles? Father. <laughs> Father. Uh, an all-around man. And tonight, you know, our intention is to chop it up with him. Definitely, we want to let people know about this uh, new mixtape that's out. You want to pick it up. You want to download it. Don't leave the show just yet. You, we have another 55 minutes. You could go download it and listen to all the songs on there. Got some great artists. And as a matter of fact, what we're going to do first is we're going to talk about this mixtape mm -hmm. to let people know exactly, you know, Salvage, why why the title, what does the whole project mean to you, and who's on it, and how it came about, you know, the whole the whole thing, man. Absolutely. Um, you know, it's it's a it's a project which I, the reason just starting from the name, the reason it's called the Salvage mixtape is because in its essence, that's what it is. It's it's a bunch of songs that had a different purpose, had uh, the reason for the creation was different, but that never was fulfilled. And pretty much those songs were end up were going to end up being scrapped and just remain on a on a on a computer or a desktop. And uh, I decided, you know, the original intent for it, you know, the history behind it was that. Um, it was going to be a production album. I was going to release it through uh, my distribution company, which is CLG. Shout out to Dave Coleman. And uh, we're going to, you know, national distribution with that record. Uh, this was in 2007. Uh, well, this was actually early 2006 after I released The Cure. Oh, okay, and right. After I released The Cure, you know. I which went, is still available, by the way. Right. I went on tour with The the Cure, you know, did everything. Cure was great. And, and then when we began to produce records, um, I said, you know, let's produce, let's produce an album where we have some, you know, people that we know, people that that kind of like collaborate with with us, uh, just jump on the track, you know. Right. Everyone that everyone that I invited, I mean, uh, we're talking about uh, people like Victory from, I believe he's from Chicago. Right. Uh, you have Victory. You have, uh, I mean, even Precise from Corey Red from Precise was on there. He jumped on there during that time. Nice. Uh, we also have. Uh, jazz, of course, and one of jazz affiliates during the time was uh, Coco, which is his name is The Reason. Oh, okay. And so he was, you know, to me, The Reason is, is an awesome MC. We traveled with him at, at The Reach. Um, but also we have, you know, people like Sean Slaughter, people like K-Drama, who signed, uh, signed to Cross Movement Records now. And, you know, Sean Slaughter has been one of, you know, the people that I've uh, looked up to in ministry in terms of holding right. hip-hop from, right. from day one. And so, you know, to be able to uh, co-labor with these people and and just see what they can do creatively 
and ministerially to a, a song that you produced. Right. It's just, they, I think everybody did an outstanding job. And I'll tell you one thing about Sean Slaughter. Sean Slaughter is, he's a trip. He's a trip. Because he was on Rap Fest Presence Volume 2. Mm -hmm. I believe, yeah, it was Volume 2. And, you know, the way Rap Fest Presence worked, you know, because you, you were on it as well. We just have a bunch of beats out there. We try to hook up artists with them. And he's listening to beats and listening to beats and says, nah, it's not what I want. It's not what I'm looking for. It's not what I'm looking for. I need something real abstract, real mm -hmm. crazy. Mm -hmm. He does you know, because... Many times, like, I'll look at you as an MC and say, oh, he's going to love this. It's almost like reggaeton. And that's what, you know, he knows the style, so I just give it to you. Mm -hmm. He's like, nah, I don't want that track. Because yeah. I, I thought I knew Sean Slaughter. <laughs> and the track he picked was a track that Crown One produced. Crown One produced yeah. And it was incredible. I mean, yeah. Juno, no? You know? Yeah. <laughs> and that track, it became part of his album. Yeah. You know, and, but he was trying to get pushed out of the box. So as a producer, yeah. it's easy to make beats, but it's hard to make beats for other people. Right. Right, you know, yeah. with, with other people in mind. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, th I think that one of the best ways is really just allowing um, the MC just to go through a bunch of your beats because it really depends on what what they're feeling at the time, you right. know, what they're looking for for that time. And one season could be this, one season could be that. Um, I, people get, you know, people can get it. To a certain degree, like if somebody says, I'm looking for something real hard, real anthem -y, you know, mm -hmm. if that even... <laughs> Anthony. Yeah, that's, that's know, a good that's word. That's a good word. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Look it up. Google it. Google it. And Anthem dash Y. <laughs> 3D remedy. 3 dictionary remedy. <laughs> and so, uh, and, uh, it's, you know, something like that or a street banger, things of that nature. You know, you kind of get a, the idea, but um, some people, I mean, this, and, and one of the things is like you produce a beat that you just absolutely love and you'll be like, yo, everybody's going to love this. And then, like, you, you send it with five other beats that you did because the other four were like, okay, you know, that one stood out of the, everybody. And yeah, then yeah. So they could pick that one. They picked the least the least one you thought they'd pick. That's the way it happens, though. Yeah. Even uh, this last Rap Fest Presence that we did, Rap Fest Presence Volume 3, which, by the way, is still available at holyculture.net. Holyculture.net. Um, <clears throat> I put up a track that I did. I had it there for a while on my computer. I. You know, we need beats. You know, I'm telling the producers, we need beats. I'm going to post them. I'll start posting them. So the first one I posted was mine, mm -hmm. you know. And Prodigal Son from Florida, who's <clears throat> known for all his deep 808 down south type. Not down south rap, because he's pretty east coast in his mm -hmm. flow and stuff. But his music is very deep 808 synth-like stuff. I put up this hardcore east coast beat. He's like, yo, that first track, I love it. That's where I want to go. It's pushing me to this. I Really? Yeah. He said, who produced that? I said, don't worry about it. You really love it? You know, I want to make sure before I tell him. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yo, I got a hook already. And he came back. He was the first one finished with the track. And mm -hmm. when I told him I did it, he said, get out of here. Are you kidding me? I said, no, I did. I did. I just didn't think you were going to pick it. You know, mm -hmm. I thought it was just going to go through the pot like always. Yeah. But um, but that's cool. So the CD is available now. Salvation is the mixtape. Salvage. Salvage. Right? I keep it's saying salvation. salvation. No, actually, You need to get saved. Time. Oh, that's the first time? Yeah, the other times you said salvage. Okay. Maybe somebody out there needs salvation. You're going to get it through the salvage mixtape. Listen close. There's a message for you. There's a lot of tracks on there. There's 20 tracks. It's completely free. Naturally, the artwork is done well, courtesy of my man 3D Vision. You got too many companies, man. You got to wear your business card. must be like a, a fold-out business card. Yeah, here's, here's my card. It's like this big, you know. Page 8 shows what I do on Saturdays. Oh, man. Uh, no, but that's that's dope, man. The artwork has always been on point. Uh, I like your real white, white face on your last project, I Am. I was like, yo, he got a facial or something. You know, Dr. Doc, yeah, Zismore came was, and took this picture. Uh, yeah, it's funny. That, that was actually courtesy of um, uh, 
Larissa Leeper. She uh, okay. she does uh, all of pretty much all of Cross Movement's uh, artwork at the time. She did uh, the Truth Big Band, the Big Picture. Big okay, Band, the Big Picture. Uh, she did other other things also for them, their MySpaces and things like that. She does really great work. I think she's an exceptional graphic designer, and and I really appreciate her work. So I kind of went that direction, and we kind of leveraged off each other. You know, I gave her some ideas, and and you know, I got to let her take it from there. <laughs> I let her take it from there, but that's her kind of like her mo. That's her her modus operandi where she just kind of whited you out. <laughs> no, but it looked it looked good. Yeah, it looked yeah. good. It, when I when you look at it, you think, wow, this is gonna be like a techno type mm-hmm. project, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it was good because it's different. Yeah. And it's not your typical right. dude sitting yeah, on the stoop I, yeah, with the mic and a boombox, yeah. you know, the, the yeah. fitted cap to the side or whatever. Yeah. No, and so it, that was good. It, it wasn't the typical New York rapper look, you know. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like, I expected like a little techno type, mm-hmm. you know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, party time, three D party time. Yo, man, um but we do have a lot to talk about, man. As far as far as the mixtape, it's out, it's done. It are is you, out. Are you working on any other music as well now? I'm actually, I actually am. I am working on a mixtape called the Wedding Rapper or the Wedding Singer mixtape. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not there yet uh, in terms of the. Okay, the title. I can't wait to see the cover for that one. <laughs> the white tops, the powder blue tie. Yeah. So it's it's really a mixtape that um, you know, with my present situations that I've I've just kind of uh, exited. Um, it's it's definitely brought me somewhere, and so those things I would like to elaborate more in song, in that one mixtape. And that mixtape may be free. I think I'm gonna release it for free. I have producers that have really sponsored, um, along with me, uh, some songs. My brother, I have, I have a young friend of mine. His name is Zone Out. He's a 17 year old uh, young brother in the Lord, and he is truly amazing. Really? So, yeah. He's that an honor kid too? No, he's from New Jersey. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> You know, we've ministered alongside a few times, and he calls me his big brother. You know, he's my little bro, but this kid is so talented. He is so talented, and I'm glad that, you know, I've been able to link up with somebody. How is your brother, by the way? He's good. My older brother? Yeah, yeah. He's good. Raul's good. He's actually, uh, he's working as a super of a, of a, of a luxurious building. Are you making beats in the, in the... Yeah, oh, his beats. My brother, to me, is probably... In the janitor closet? Yeah, making yeah. beats? Got an NPC in the mop? Yeah, yeah, he has a studio. <laughs> he has a studio... In, in right next to the boiler room. You can, I, I was kidding, but hey, I can no, see that. True. Yeah. I can see that. I can yeah. see that. Yeah, he has a, he has a studio right next to the boiler room. The boiler room is right there, and he, he he's right there. But, is he still doing a lot of reggaeton stuff? Or uh, he's, not, not he's as much reggaeton. It still has the the reggaeton vibe. Well, yeah, but it's not with the with the what do you call the drum set? The, the, the typical reggaeton. Yeah, stuff. that's gone. Right, that's pretty much gone. But it has the it definitely has. He's producing Lazarus, a lot of Lazarus stuff. from Brooklyn. I like Lazarus. I like Lazarus. Yeah, yo, you definitely got to check out 3DRemedy.com and pick up this mixtape. If you want, you go straight to 3DRemedy.BandCamp.com. And download it. It's completely free. 20 tracks. Download it any format you want, right? Yeah. That's what's good about Bandcamp. Yeah. The titles of the songs are there. The artwork is there. Front, The front cover you, and the track download, listing. You download the, the, track the, listing, the whole everything, digital right? booklet. You get all the credits and everything there. Like I said, uh, Jazz is on that. Sean Slaughter's on there. K-Drama's on there. Victory. 3D, of course, is on there. Victory's on there. So, PBC El Atrevido is on there. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, who else is on? You have... Uh, Jazz and Magellan, like you Jazz said. and Magellan. Uh, you also have like, uh, like I said, we said uh, the Coco, reason, right? The reason. Um, who else is on it? We have we have a, a La Familia music from Florida. Oh right, right. Those brothers are right. Those brothers La Familia are music. Man. They're they're great. I toured with them out there. In, uh, uh, well, we did a show out there. 
when I was in Florida, and they're great. They're great people. I mean, I've, I've, I've been in a relationship with, with one of their directors for many years. He's an awesome guy. Wow. So 20 tracks, completely free, and the music on it is really, really good. You know, I've, I've heard some of the tracks when, you know, you sent me the CD the other night, and I downloaded it. I was more interested. I got to make sure I get some to play on the show, you know. And I'm like, I got to hear the whole thing. I don't got to go to sleep. It's getting late. It's like, this dude works at 2 in the morning, you know. That, well, that's when he does all his music stuff. It's like... I'll send it to you when I get home. I was like, when's the brother getting home? It's like, <laughs> I can't stay up till four waiting for him, you know? But uh, what uh, I want to do right now is we're going to jump into another song from the project. This one's featuring K-Drama, mm-hmm. right? Uh, what's the name of the song? K-Drama? Half the Credit. Half the Credit featuring K-Drama. Check it out. This song is also available free on the Salvage Mixtape, 3dremedy.bandcamp.com. Then we're going to come back and talk about the wedding MC or whatever it yeah. is, and we're gonna talk about you know that. That's host. not bad. I said the yeah. wedding singer or the wedding rapper, but I the, think wedding MC. The wedding MC <laughs> inspired right here. Yeah. <laughs> we heard it here first. You better go. The while, wedding MC. While you're while we take a break, you can go register the website. Uh, <laughs> get the domain happening. Uh, then we're gonna come back and talk about the wedding MC and like yeah. you said, that situation that you just came out of, mm-hmm. and you know we're gonna go with that. More with 3D in a second. Check it out. This is K Drama. Half the credit right here. Rapfest Radio. Rapfestradio.com. Yes. It's your man K Drama, teaming up with 3D Remedy on the beat. Yeah. It's dedicated to all the rappers that are spitting for the Lord. Listen to the message. We gotta work twice as hard to get half the credit. Now that I know that, I say forget it and work twice as hard so God gets the credit. And if they never notice you, don't even sweat it. We gotta work twice as hard to get half the credit. Now that I know that, I say forget it and work twice as hard so God gets the credit. And if they never notice you, don't even sweat it. I'm from Cincinnati, where people hate the hate. Couple people here and there hate the cake I make. I looked at them dumbfounded like, huh, I'm a king. I'm standing by the oven waiting for the cake to bake. I ain't broke, but you probably make more than I do. My status is not something that you should rival. Babies dying and don't fall while you worry about some status. Nighttime, trying to be the night like Gladys. Gladiating, hope is so sad you're faking to thrive on what they call the indie yellow beer popping. Climb to the tip top and end the Disappointed. Stones guaranteed glory because they're anointed. Many switch it up so the world will esteem their artistry. And it's sad because they reject Christ and depart from thee. Don't end up heartbroken, please, gigs. But you gotta work twice as hard to get half the credit. You gotta work twice as hard to get half the credit. Now that I know that, I say forget it. And work twice as hard so God gets the credit. And if they never notice you, don't leave us way. We gotta work twice as hard to Get half the credit now that I know that I say forget it and work twice as far so God gets the credit and if they never notice you don't even sweat. I know it's tempting, but credit ain't worth fighting for. Nah. First you just want a piece, now you slice some more until you want the whole pie to get you high and without the validation of others you would die. Right. Desensitizes your spirit, that's why being self-centered, I don't want to get near because what comes before the fall is pride. Let me humble myself in Christ, I confide. Yeah, I want the streets to feel my rhymes, yeah. I just like whack rappers getting shine, but I'm not losing my soul to gain five mics, which will cause my status and bank account to take flight. And when I got bored, I used to check the message boards to see how many people gave me props so that my jaws would hit the floor. But 
Now I check the voice and see how many people up the list And pray that the body will be on one call Choices hard to get half the credit Now that I know that I say forget it And work choices awesome God gets the credit And if they never notice you don't even sweat We gotta work choices hard to get half the credit Now that I know that I say forget it And work choices awesome God gets the credit And if they never notice you That are out today That the radio's playing, man I know that there's better songs That could be playing from a lot of us Christian cats But let's face it The world loves the world and So um, it's not worth getting into this fight Trying to get known Trying to get famous Now, if that happens in the process Cool But if not, just know that the will of God Is being achieved So, stand firm in the faith. Holla at your boy. Peace. There you had it. That's K-Drama, half the credit off the Salvage mixtape available now at 3dremedy.bandcamp.com. And who is K-Drama? Guess what? You get a chance to find out this Friday if you come out to the Boogie Down Bronx to the Bread Factory. That's Friday. Doors open at 7. The address is 1469 St. Peter's Avenue, 10461 if you're using your GPS. And it's going to be K-Drama live in concert. Our guest speaker is David Ham. You all know him probably as the producer of videos such as In My City with Sea Light and also Tombstone with Sea Light, Gage's uh, best, friend. best Friend video. He was also the director of the Truth uh, Hip Hop Ministry, part of Rap Fest and all of that stuff. He's going to be our guest speaker. And also we have DJ Brian Smith holding it down with the doors open at 7 o'clock. So you definitely want to come out. That's this Friday in the Bronx, 1469 St. Peter's Avenue. K-Drama live in concert, and it's completely free. Costs you zero, zero, zero. Bring anybody and everybody. If you can't make it out Friday night, go Sunday morning to uh, 12, 29, whatever the address is. The Elements Church, elementsbx.org. Look them up. Uh, K-Drama's going to be there Sunday morning. I think it's at 12 noon he's going to be there. So you definitely want to check that out if you can't make it Friday night. But we encourage you to come out to both if you can. Friday night will be there from 7 till about 10 o'clock. K-Drama, you don't want to miss it. Like I said, it's free. That's enough reason to go. Just because it's free. Even if you don't like it, so what? It's free. Just go. That's it. Bring your friends. There's a lot of parking. If we, if we don't get a lot of snow, we've been getting smacked with snow. Yeah, yeah. Yo, it's crazy. Yeah, it's been tough. And if my neighbors are watching, I want to find out who put their recycled garbage in my garbage bins. I never had that much garbage in front. I woke up this morning. Where is this coming from? Somebody's using our garbage bins. That's okay. Wow. I just thought I'd share that. Uh, <laughs> Hey, if you're, if you're listening now, you know what? You can join us in the chat room. Go to rapfestradio.com. There's a chat room. My wife, Alice, is holding down the chat room. If you have any questions for 3D or comments yes. regarding this or shout-outs, whatever, definitely hit us up there. Or you can even text us your messages and your comments to 805 Rapfest. That's 805-727-3378. And we'll get over to them and check them out and, if possible, be able to read them on the air as well. Uh, shout-out to everybody who's watching already. And if you missed the whole show, you could always get it at Holy Coach. Net. That's where we host our podcast. Just go to holyculture.net. Radio, Rapfest Radio, blah, blah, blah. The whole podcast. Announcements are done. We're done with the announcements. All right? Cool. Let's go on to some real talk, brother. Let's go. Yo, uh, so before we played the K-Drama song, we were t- I was asking you about new music, and you mentioned something about the the wedding rapper or wedding MC, whatever the title is. Right. You know, and you mentioned that it's birthed out of something that happened recently 
or something that you just came out of recently. So why don't you, you know, tell us a little bit more about that so so our listeners could understand, and then, you know, we'll go deeper. Absolutely. Well, in April of 2010, I, I sent out a press release to pretty much our partners in ministry and those that have been following us and supporting us about my recent divorce. And so with that, you know, you, you, you begin to weigh things out. You begin to say, okay, do, do I pause for a little while? So, so, so to a certain degree, a lot of things were placed on pause hmm. to deal with this and try to um, invest enough time into something that's extremely important. Um, however, when, once this, these things just began unfolding, and it, it was almost like a runaway train. I mean, hmm. the, the velocity that this thing went was incomparable. Like, I've never seen something go so quick. Wow. You know, it was, it was, it was crazy. So, um, <clears throat> so, you know, in April, I sent out a pre press release because at this point, it, it had already been some time. It had already been six months and, you know, the divorce was pretty much, com pretty much unfolding and, and ready to be complete. So I, I felt an obligation. I spoke to my apostle, uh, shout out to Apostle Jose E. Marquez. Uh, and I spoke to him and, you know, we went into a few sessions just dialoguing about these, you know, just the current events or the future events or what the future holds and things like that. And so um, I, I released the, the press release regarding we came to the conclusion that that's probably the best thing to do to those that follow us. And what kind of like put the edge on that was going to a completely different place out of New York. And I did a tour in in uh, Indiana. Wow. Okay. And people knew me like they knew my history. They knew where I started from. Right. They knew my background. They knew who I was, uh, you know, who I was signed to in terms they of distribution. Home, they did their homework. They did no, their homework. It, but it was like fellow rappers and oh, okay. you know, and 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 I, I was just like they knew who, you know, um, my ex wife was. They they knew all these things. So when that happened, I was like, I felt. I came back with the the complete conviction, like yeah, I need to. Now you I weren't going out there trying to hide anything, though. No, absolutely not. Right? Yeah, because you know, because somebody would hear that say, "Oh, that's he went to Indiana, nobody know him." Try to just yeah. get over and do stuff. No, um, the the people that actually booked us over there when we went out there, we did a tour about like, if I'm not mistaken, like four shows we did out there in the span of a weekend, and. Um, yeah, I was completely honest with the whole situation. And that's where the mixtape, the name of the mixtape came from. I, at that time, I didn't know that that would be the name of a mixtape. But um, I was spoken to, I ministered, and after I ministered, people came to altar call. We prayed for people. People got saved. People reconciled. People were touched. And so at the end of all that, the whole church comes and lays hands on me. And the whole, the, and this is a big, this is about maybe about 100 to 100 150 to about 200 people in this place. Okay. So, like, everybody comes and starts laying hands on me. Now, anybody that knows Rolando Remedios, I don't like people laying hands on me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You want to check on folks, right? Yeah, I'm not that, you know, I've been, I mean, I've told people, like, people have come to pray for me. Like, let me pray for you, brother. I've been like, nah, pray for yourself, brother. You know, and I've been a little blunt like that, you know. But, but at that point, you know, Holy Spirit just really said, you know, receive it. And I began to receive, and I'm, as I'm staying there... Holy Spirit says, look towards your left. So I look towards the left. And I see this, I see this young girl praying for me. And <clears throat> Holy Spirit says, she has a word to release to you. So I said, 
oh boy, here we go. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm not a fanatic of, you know, oh, I'm not the type of person that runs to every, you know, I want to receive a prophetic word. And right, it's right. like me, you know, people get addicted to that stuff. So the biggest prophetic word is the description, you know, right. of course. Amen, amen. And so, um, you know, she began, <laughs> as soon as everybody finished praying for me, she comes right in front. And I said, oh man, I said, it's I said, on. You, and I looked at her and I said, the Holy Spirit gave you a word for me, right? And she goes, yeah. And then she begins to release this, to release this prophetic word, and she begins to say things, and I'm like, "Wow, Lord, you know the situation I'm in, and you, she's releasing some some crazy stuff." And he says, "You know, the Lord sees you, and He sees you singing before Him, and He sees you." And I, and it was something along the lines like, um, rolling out like a, this this royal carpet, and then her husband comes, and her husband says, <clears throat> "The Holy Spirit is telling me that today He calls you a wedding singer." And I was like, yo, Lord, you have a sense of humor because I'm going through a divorce, but you're calling me a wedding singer. You know what I'm saying? And that That's was so powerful to me because I said, Lord, you, you really crack me up sometimes, you know, because here I am going through the end and you're bringing me back to the beginning. Mm. I'm going to just leave that one alone. Go ahead. Go ahead. Let me take some coffee. Go ahead. <laughs> no, but you know... It, <sighs> You know, thank you for sharing that, by the way. You know, it's it's not an easy topic to just come out and, and share, you know, especially out in public. Who knows how many thousand people download this, whatever. We just trust that people will hear this and naturally continue to pray for Brother Rolando. Don't lay hands on him because he'll knock you out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I just keep it real, right? Uh, <laughs> uh, no, but definitely continue, you know, continue to keep him in prayer and, and lift it up as you should with all other MCs out there that are doing gospel hip hop music because the enemy's out to destroy us, yeah. bro. The enemy's out to destroy us. But uh, going back even a little bit before that, now you had recently started your own church, yeah, as lead pastor, mm -hmm. uh, Christ Uncensored House of Worship. Shout out to them because you ain't doing it. I'll do it. Shout out to. Ch uh, Christ Uncensored House of Worship Somebody say Kuhau Kuhau I want to give a shout out To my leadership staff Everybody that's part of my church um, I was waiting for the ideal opportunity uh, There you go I just opened it up for you man <laughs> So big shout out to John and Maylene Precious people uh, To Lisa Big shout out to of course my children Big shout out to Marisol and Will If you're watching uh, Bianca and I don't want to forget anybody, but I know I am. Uh, Rodolfo. Everybody. Uh, Sharif. Everybody. <laughs> I want to, you know, Frank, uh, Stephanie. So everybody. And if I didn't mention any, please forgive me. But uh, big shout out to my whole church, Christ Uncensored. See, if I went to your church, I would probably have a problem telling people, what church you go to? Kuhau? <laughs> What's that? Like, yeah, it's, it's like it's another language. It's like another language. Yeah, it's it's so fun for us. <laughs> it's like you go to what? I'm I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. I go to whatever, whatever. Well, that's that kind of Spanish. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I go to Iglesia de Dios Mission Board down the block. But um, <clears throat> as a pastor, especially just starting out, mm -hmm. you know, and we, I tell everybody <clears throat> the reason we do these interviews is for the benefit. Naturally for us, because we learn through these things as well, but also for the benefit of others that are listening that perhaps aren't so vocal or ready to open up about their situations or might be going through the same thing and don't know what to do. You know, so my question to you is what challenges or obstacles did your divorce or your know, marital situation pose to your ministry as a pastor? Mm -hmm. We're not even talking about the music yet. Right. Just, you know, because you're just recently, you started a church and a few months later or whatever... You know, you're facing a divorce. It's like, mm -hmm. uh, it's almost like a church nightmare when you look at it. 
you know so how does how does 3d remedy survive something like that like you know help us out here yeah you know it's it's one of those things that it brings so many questions you know you begin to you begin to you begin to ask yourself so many questions like was this the right move? Is this what God really wanted? You know, and you know, and I'm not the type of person to blame everything on the devil and, and always say, well, that's the opposition. You know, ten spirits rise up against me, and that's what it was. You know, I'm 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 very accountable in terms of you gotta you gotta man up to certain things. You know, um, uh, to to answer your question more specifically, it really it really became an issue of you know we have to be honest with the church. And we were honest, completely honest with the church. Right. Um, you know, I I was really transparent with with my team. They know it. They're they're still with me. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I was completely transparent. Um, I said, we had a meeting. Do we continue? Do we move forward? Or maybe we just take a break and we'll see what the future holds. And uh, <clears throat> man, I have some lifers. What I consider lifers, people that'll stick by you for the rest of rest of your life right. you know my i know my friendship circle will never be a revolving door it'll always be some solid friends in my life and and that's 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 what happened here um it affected of course because if i'm you know granted i was their spiritual father right. my spiritual mother now is taking the boot i think the biggest it wasn't so much the departure only but it was what happened after the departure but okay. you know the things that were were seen and, and the things that occurred, the behavior that was exhibited from the other half. You know, it was like that. That's hurtful. You know right. what I'm saying? So that's hurtful in the sense of, dag. You know, it, it just doesn't seem like the person we knew. And so that's you know when you have people that 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 love you, not only love you but believe in you and and have an expectation of you. And it's like, you know, here's your mother, your father, your, your pastors that, you know, going through this. Um, and th- that's that's been like the heavy part, you know. Right. The other side to it is like, you know what, Lord, like, you know, all things, you know, all things. And we be, we started, uh, I was ordained as a pastor July 15th of 09. Okay. The separation occurred in November. Wow. So, I mean, not even, uh, you know, not a few, months, months. Yeah, a few yeah. months later, you know, that's it, you know. And so when that happened, you know, of course, it was one of those things like we just try to we just try to, you know, contain it as much as possible. Marriage counseling, things like that. And, you know, the church was, there was a lot of tears. You know, there was a lot of tears, uh, but we, we definitely um, learned from it and grew from it. <clears throat> I express, you know, my faults like any man. Sure. I express, you know, like in my opinion right now, I am the best husband in the world. Like you don't even know. Right now, I have read so much material of being a husband. I've I've gone to I, I went to a leadership conference where you have um, um uh you have uh, people like um oh, what's his name? Oh, come on, come to me, come to me, come to me. Uh, the big guy on leadership. What's his name? Warren? No, not Warren. Um, the big guy on leadership. He's uh. He wrote the the twenty one irrefutable laws of leadership. The name doesn't come oh, to me. Hey, 
In any case, John I would. No, not John Maxwell. No, sorry, but he's PJ. got John Maxwell. No, that is John Maxwell. I'm sorry. Yes, oh, you're right. Sorry, PJ, you were right. It, Somebody it is, in the chat It is John Maxwell. Oh, Pastor George. We'll yes. Put it there. Yeah, it is John Maxwell. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes, that's him. And so, you know, people like him, uh, the CEOs of Delta Airlines, um, uh, you know, significant authors, it's all about leadership. Mm. And I'm writing down notes and I'm like, wow, this could be applied to my marriage. This could mm. be applied to my marriage. Every single thing that they let out, everything, I was like, and I, and I just, I felt like I caught a revelation, like an epiphany moment. I'm, you know, I've always been commended for my leadership structure, you know, right. my leadership discipline, the way I am with my leaders. And I was like, you know, <clears throat> maybe I could have used a lot of these things in my, in my marriage. Right. Know? Stuff you say, you know, in hindsight, of course, 2020 hindsight, right? right. Wish I knew this before or, right. or wish I had a, this information gathered yeah. before. But, um, you know, as you as you're going through this, you know, your, your divorce and, and the whole thing, you're not running. You're not doing your church independently, like completely by yourself. Right. You're accountable to someone else aren't you absolutely and you know, so who are those people that you're accountable to like is there a console that your church is a part of or you know a specific pastor or apostle or bishop or someone that that's you're covering yeah but um, somebody somebody has to give you the green light and say 3d listen i know you're going through this situation and you know we're we're still supporting you you know like basically whatever it is you know we've checked the whole thing and you know you're clean we got you you know, you can move forward. Mm -hmm. You know, so who who are those people that are that are supporting you here? Well, I mean, without a doubt, you know, somebody who I consider my, my pretty much I call him Papa, my spiritual dad. He's, you know, he's somebody that has truly been instrumental in this whole season. Uh, Apostle Jose Marquez, and um, and his wife Pastor Mari. and so you know, those are the people who have been I've been directly accountable to. Uh, Good. Outside of that. <clears throat> I believe in the multitude of counsel, you know, so outside of that, of course, I mean, people who have truly been there because you, you could, you'd be surprised how much just a conversation can help someone. Of course. You know, it's not even just have to be a reporting type of thing or, but just a dialogue. Yeah, really, just checking in, which, yeah. you know, we're cool. People like, people like Pastor uh, Alexander Pagani, he's, he's, he's been there checking up and he's, you know, how's everything and he, you know, he kept it real, real with me, you know, and. Um, people like uh, Pastor Alton, who's Jazz's father. Oh right, yeah. You know, and when that actually happened, he's great man. You know, he's just he's a walking brain. You know, he's just a man full of wisdom. You know, and he's he was there in the very beginning. You know, uh, checking up on me and calling me and and so and I don't want to leave anybody out, but those those are you know Jazz himself, Justified and Zealous, uh, Jermaine, he's been always there. You know, right. People that, you know, and I don't, I'm not, I'm not a really needy type of person, so I don't need people to be there in a sense. But but you it, need, it, but you know, like like I'm not call me every day. I'm not yeah. that so like, but they've been there, you know, and, and they haven't been there every day. But it's not. I think what I needed was that time to myself and and that checkup, and they've they truly been there, you know, primarily apostle, and then from there on, um, you know, everybody I mentioned. And that's so that's so important because many times, you know. Pastors, especially young pastors or churches that are just starting out, they have this whole thing. You know, I want to be an independent pastor and do everything by myself and call all the shots. Yeah. And then they find themselves with nobody to go to. Yeah, for, for that, that's something that I've always, always. I mean, when Evolution Music was kind of like at a at a, a pinnacle in in a sense in, in in New York. I mean, everyone had to have 
a, a letter of recommendation from their pastor. Amen. You know, because that's just something that was so, so important for and me. And that's how we do for Rap Fest. Well, yeah. you know, yeah. that's how we do for Rap Fest. No yeah. letter of recommendation from your pastor. I'm sorry. I, I have questions. Yeah. I need to know that you're accountable to somebody. Absolutely. Somebody's responsible for if you mess up, if your theology is messed up, I want to, you know, I'll give you the benefit of that and blame your pastor. Yeah. But if I have nobody to go to, like, you know, you're just running yeah. around independently. And, and the thing with us, I'm accountable to, to my, my apostle. My apostle is accountable to Nuno Rodriguez. Nuno Rodriguez is accountable to Roberto Candelario. I mean, and, and it goes way. on. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're truly, uh, 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 I would say maybe a network of, of churches that, that we cover each other. You know, we cover each other in prayer right. and we know we have each other's back. Amen. So the divorce is final. It's done. I know it hurts. And, you know, I just pray that God will restore your life to what he has planned. You know, we could always be, you know, selfish ourselves saying, may the Lord restore you, bring your beautiful wife or bring her whatever she needs and this and that. But it's whatever he has, you know, and yeah. you clearly open to that. You know, you can tell just by the way you're speaking about it, because honestly, I don't know how I would react to anything like that. Mm -hmm. You know, I would like I ain't talking about it. You know, let's just move on or just leave me alone. You know, but when I first saw the press release as well, my mind, and this is what I wanted to ask you, because when I first saw the press release, as a regular South Bronx brother, you know, my mind is going all over the place. Yo, dude's going to keep rapping. Yo, he's going to do this. How's it going to happen? You know, and that's just a natural reaction. That's a natural flesh reaction. Do you find yourself, did you find yourself perhaps cut off by certain people, without giving names, but cut off by certain people? No names? That... No, I was like, no, no, I'm just kidding. I say no names, man. You got, yo, this ain't NBC. There's no censor. I, I don't edit. I don't edit. This is like cable right now. You know what I'm saying? You're on your own. Uh, my disclaimer is not. Uh, no, but did, did you feel like you were cut off by people? And I'm, I'm going to tell you why I'm asking this after you answer. Did cut off by people that perhaps you didn't expect? To be cut off by, you know, or not well received, or you know, what was that? And and again, I'm saying this also for the benefit of others that might be going through the same thing, maybe even now, because there's probably people that are active in ministry right now, having a horrible marriage, whatever the case may be, whether it's them, you know, them or the spouse or both of them, or they just, you know, all messed up and they're hiding it all because they're scared of being rejected by others. Willing to, you know, willing to, like if you're lying to God and hiding from God, but hiding it from the people just to be accepted. So, you know, that's, that's what I wanted to know. Like, with, with, what was the reaction from the people around you? Naturally, not the ones that you're accountable to, because I'm sure they were there for you all the time. Right. But others. <clears throat> you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a real tough critic, you know. I'm, I mean, I, I've, I've, I'm, I've always been known for, you know, having this high standard and, and it's a, tough critic like I was one to always say you know if I ever you know we used to say jokingly you know if I ever separated from my wife I would I would step down from ministry because I couldn't be single and minister and things like that you know and you, you say those things really in ignorance because you don't know you don't know the source or you or rather you know the source but you don't know what's going to be presented you know so it's right. like I didn't know that I was going to receive everything that I received after the divorce you know, mm -hmm. so you kind of like, it's just like when you think, oh man, this is the end of the world. Like I said, that prophetic word was like, God calls you a wedding singer, you know, and, and you are to sing to him in his presence and his presence is like a wedding and you are the bride and, and things like that. And I was just like, wow, Lord, I thought I was at the end. You bringing me back to the beginning. And so <clears throat> I say that because, 
Yeah, I'd be. I'd probably be the first. Are you going to continue ministering? Maybe you shouldn't be ministering. And in reality, <clears throat> there was it. It wasn't even a choice, really, because whether I wanted to minister or not, there was nothing really there. The only thing that was consistent it was my church. So there was, in my opinion, I mean, there was a lot of people that reached out to me, in the sense of, yo, I'm going through the same thing, you know, right. in in holy hip hop, and from a you know, my my fellow ministers and fellow pastors that I associate with, people that are going through, they were at the, the brim of of divorce, you know, and I was just like, wow, you know, I would have never known. I would have never known that they were going through something. Right. So I guess that that's, that leads more to my, my, my question is, like, I would, I would dare say, what's your advice to someone that perhaps is going through this? And I could almost <clears throat> answer for you. I'm sure it's every case is in, independent, got to be treated on its own based on whatever the scenario is. But is it wise for someone that's going through that to just come straight up and say, yo, bam, this is what it is? Or... Do you not say anything and wait till it's finalized and then come out and say, this is what I went through? You know, I mean... You, you try to... Rest, I mean, it's important to have accountability. I think that w- without a true accountability, it's like it's like trying to play checkers without a board. Like, it's it, it just not going to work. You know, you have all the pieces together, but you just don't have the foundational piece, you know? And so right. if you don't have the accountability, you can't really... Ha- you don't have room for anything else, right. you know? Try to try to, you know, save you know save your marriage. You can't save your marriage on your own. You know, right. I, I really believe like you need somebody to help you. Um, you. You really need somebody to help you. And 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 even with that, it it'll still take two people to to consider what's being given, and and actually make it wisdom. Hmm. That's good stuff. I yeah, mean, I, I just I don't. It, it truly is going to take two people because um, <clears throat> when it comes to my marriage, like I don't, I'm not, I'm not uh, in a situation when I, you know, my previous marriage, I'm not like, well, you know, it's all hurtful, you know, and, and that's one thing that I realized. You get into this denial that is unbelievable. Really? Yeah, you get into this denial, no, because, and the reason you get into the denial is because you justify your actions with their actions. In other words, well, you hit me, I hit you. So my hit was okay. So you get into this denial that what I did wasn't wrong because it was warranted. And that is, that is, I had to do something. I mean, months after, which is another thing, months after the whole situation, I had to apologize from a completely, excuse me, a completely neutral standpoint. And, and what I mean by that is not considering anything that was done. Just, mm. I'm sorry for doing this. Even though I did it because of this, and I didn't say those things. But in my mind, it's like, I know I did those things. But you still have why, to apologize. Why, <clears throat> the neglect, the, the, the focusing on ministry to a certain extent. You know, uh, I know why I did those things. You know, however, from a husband's perspective, there was so many areas of opportunity in my behalf. So I never exempt myself from contributing. And I said this in the press release. I don't exempt myself from contributing to an unhappy wife. Right. You, you get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. She had reason to be unhappy. She did not have grounds for divorce, though. 
Right. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, totally. So she had reason to be unhappy, and I, I definitely, um, I definitely uh, submit that. You like know? you say, you man up to that. Right? Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and like I said, I'm the best husband I, I, I am right now. <laughs> I'm telling you. Just from from the standpoint of where you are at now, what would you do different as a minister of the gospel, as a rapper, as someone in ministry? What would you do different in a relationship with your wife? Hold on, before you answer that, uh, Alice is in the chat room, but she's asking her own question as well. Her question, and for the benefit of those that couldn't hear it clearly, is from from the standpoint where you're at now, what would you do different with your with your relationship? You know, as a as a minister and pastor, and you know, with with everything you know now, what right is that? That's the way. With everything you know now, what would you what would you have done differently? Well. She has to not speak English and come from South America. No, <laughs> <laughs> hey, look. Really uh, you start from there. You know? That's the beginning. So, well, it's just as, because sometimes people that are in ministry forget that their first ministry is the home ministry. It's your wife. It's your family. Right. Alice is, again, she's back there saying, you know, your, your first ministry is your home. It's, right. it's your family. So, you know. Like we say, hindsight, right? Twenty twenty. But now that you say you're the best husband, you know yeah. what? What? What's different this time? What would I do different? That's your what question. Would you right? do what would I do? Different? I think that one of the things that I I allowed and I and you know allowed was allowing things to be okay and allowing it to be. This is what I do. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? This is, and and this is the thing. Like if. If Alice right now was just, you know, you have a, a chat room that needs to be mended right now, right? Right. And if that chat room is not taken care of, someone else is going to take care of it, you know? And it's like, you know, your son, maybe your daughter will take care of it, but she's not part of it. And I think that's what I was allowing to happen. I was allowing to those things to happen, and ultimately it consumed me because I was, you know, I'm a one. Doing it all now. I'm, I'm, I'm doing it all in a sense, and because of that, I always felt that, well, if I don't do it, it's not gonna get done, and, and you're not helping me. So then, what do we do? You know, what I would do different like now is invest more time in, 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 in my spouse, so that she can learn that example and invest time in what God has called both of us to do. Because I truly believe if we're one, you cannot be unequally yoked. And you can't be pulling to the left and she be, right, she's right. pulling to the right because, you know, that we kind of, we kind of, we were watching a, a movie last night and so uh, Medea goes to jail. Oh, and, yeah. and there's a part Good where, <laughs> there's a part where um, the young man leaves in the middle of the night. You know, mm -hmm. uh, he leaves. He, and so the, the question was presented, you know, do you think that's right? Do you think that, you know, and I, I was looking at it from a ministerial perspective, you know, and I said, well, number one, they're not married. Right. <laughs> so that's like the that's checkers without the check. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No board, no board. No board. There's no board that you play. So I said, but let's say they were married. If they were married, I think that, number one, they both have to have the same mindset. You know, she has the mindset of those people. Those people are street. He has the mindset of, I want to help this young lady. You know, I, I want to see pe people like her move up in life. So if you're pulling towards a direction of <clears throat> those people or please, you know, they're not on our level. And he's pulling towards the area of, I want to go down to where that they're at and help them out. 
you know, and that's the thing about, <clears throat> you know, people say things like, you know, you were young and things like that. I mean, of course, at, at, at my age now, I, I believe that it will be an equally yoked person, you know, like, and I'm not saying that we were like completely unequally yoked, I think, but our, the way, the way I see life is a lot different from a lot of people. I just see life from a, from a real interesting perspective, you know, and I, and I don't, um, and, and I think that that's one of the things that because I saw life like that, I wasn't willing to, like I said, so many things that I applied in leadership and in ministry right. that could have been easily practically apl applied to that relationship. Right. You know what I'm saying? And so I think that's Absolutely. one of the things that I'll definitely do different. You know, um, just last night, we were at a spontaneous marriage couples retreat. That's what it felt like. Uh, we had a leadership meeting, which turned into like a marriage couple, a married couples retreat and relationships were discussed, you know, and one of the comments that came up regarding ministry was, you know, when it's time to do ministry, husband, go get your wife, you know, and she should be by your side. You know, it's, you, it's tricky. It's tricky because they're not always going to agree with what you're doing. They're not always going to like what you're doing, but they could always support what you're doing. You know, it's like, you, you know it. I think you've known it from the first rap fest. I remember the first time you sent your demo. I was We weren't even living here yet. We were living somewhere else. And it was the blue CD with the blue and white fitted cap. It said Cure whatever down yeah, the side. Yeah. I'll never forget. We're sitting there. I said, this guy sounded a little like a fat Joe flow on some of the songs. <laughs> I was serious. I, I really liked it. You know? But um, Alice, the value she brings to the ministry is, you know, she, she looks at it from a different perspective. Not as a hip-hop head right, right. lover, but a ministry supporting partner you know which is so important and i encourage i'm saying this to all the spouses out there whether it's the wife in ministry or the husband in ministry or both you have to support each other right you know and even even if she or he is not in ministry you still have to support because otherwise like you said you, you know it almost feels like you end up doing everything by yourself and you get so consumed there's no space to embrace you know the home and there's a room of enabling too because you get used to it, and then now it, in the time that she may want to help up, help out, you're like, that feels weird. Yeah, you know like I got this, I'm good. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> like no, nah, I got this. Like I, I, I do this. You know what I'm saying? So it feels, you know, there's that, there's that, you know, and I think that you know when it comes to like, like I said, marriages, I really feel within everything. Like I just think I have a, a real, I, 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 like everything that I, God has given me, I can truly say there's always a practical way to apply it to a relationship. And I think that's why um, I can still like share nuggets of wisdom to people who are mar married. And, right. and I just learned, I mean, they say this, uh, anybody who's into mixed martial arts or anybody, you know, anybody will say like in your loss, you learn more in your loss <coughs> than you do in your 18 victories. Hmm. You right. learn more in that one loss than you do in the previous victories. And as many victories I can say I've obtained, I think I learned more in that one loss than my, my 10 years of that relationship. Well, yeah, when you lose, it makes you think, right? You go back and say, okay, let me figure out what I did wrong and how could I fix this and work on it. But if you keep winning, you're like, I'm not going to change nothing. I'm good. Mm -hmm. but, right, because you, right. you figure you got it all When locked. someone comes and kind of exposes those holes in your game, now you know what to work on. Right. And so, in a sense, this, this situation exposed a lot of things within me that... I had to work on it. And, and that's why I said in the press release, I am the best Rolando I've ever been. 
and, and I'm not, you know, it's crazy because I think I think about, you know, just being, I, I mean, in 2005, Bert, we had, I had like 50 shows, and I kid you not, without exaggeration, 50 shows in one year. You know what I'm saying? And you would think, oh, that's when it was on and popping and everything like that. And people respected me as a minister and all that. But the person I am today, like I am the best Rolando Remedios. My soul is the best Rolando it's ever been. Amen. Ever. You know what I'm saying? Amen. Absolutely. And so, you know, and I just can't wait to, I, I, I can't wait to see, in a sense, what God has for me. You know, I'm, one of the scriptures that I hold hard to hold close to my heart is a scripture where Paul says, he says two things. I mean, in one scripture, he says, he says that, um, that he didn't want to keep anything away from the church. So he wants to be honest with all the trials that he went with the church. And he says, um, such and such happened to me, such and such happened to me. And he says, now it was to the degree that I was at the point of death. He says, but the Lord caused this to happen. And then look what it says. It says, it, he caused it to happen so that I must rely on him. Now, that's, that's crazy right there. Right. Because when you, see, when you think about Paul and the things that he went, to, went through, you're like, wow, like, this thing happened. And he says, I was on death row. And he said, and this happened so that I have no other choice but relying, to, relying on God. And, and he says that it was beyond what I can overcome. Right. Which, that's powerful because it's like... You know, it's like... You it know, has to the, be God. It has to be God right, at this point. Right. So it's one of those things that, okay, so I can't overcome it. And, you know, human nature is like, yeah, I got this, I got this, I got this. But he put he, he positions you in a place that will ultimately give him the glory. And this is, this is one of those situations where I'm saying, I was like, wow, Lord, I have no other choice but to trust in you. And, and that usually becomes the final decision on a person. Like, well, it's like when people say, well, all we can do is just pray. Like, what do you mean all we can do is just pray? Like, that's like saying, well, all I can do is, you know, uh, just hit escape. <laughs> hit escape. <laughs> like, all we can do is just pray. Like, that's the best thing. That's the best thing you can do. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Not like all we can do is just pray. Like, oh, that's our last hope. We tried everything else. You should have done that first. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so. To me, I'm like, nah, this is where, <coughs> um, I, I, I share this, Jesus was in Gethsemane, and it says that the angels came to comfort him, and they say that he was in agony, and then he goes to the, he goes to the disciples, and the Bible says that his agony caused him to pray more fervently, but that agony put the disciples to sleep, because they said, full of sorrow, it caused the disciples to go to sleep. Their sorrow caused them to go to sleep. The sorrow that Jesus was experiencing caused him to pray more fervently. Right. So it's like pain and suffering could either put you to sleep and put you to sleep basically put you out of commission. Right. Or it can cause you to pray more fervently. Right. And we should definitely pray more. You know, uh, there is no other, you know, no weapons formed against us shall prosper, but we don't fight against flesh. You know, we have to without without prayer in our in our lives. There's no way to to really make it. Mm -hmm. Naturally, you got to take some steps, take action, seek counsel when necessary. Absolutely. You know, um, yeah, we're Rapfest Radio, a hip hop station, <laughs> talking about like marriage, divorce. Yo, I get people asking, "What's going on with your show? What kind of interviews?" So listen, we're Christians, but right. you know, and we do hip hop. Yeah, but there's more to life than just the music. You yeah. know. 
There's more to life. And my intention with this show, and I'll keep saying it and keep doing it, and when I lose that purpose, I'll lose the whole program, is to let people into the lives of the artists so that they know you so well that they'll love anything you put out. Wow. Because now they now they know 3D. He's not hiding anything. I don't know if you rewrote your bio or if you're putting any information in there or not. But if you know 3D Remedy and you've heard everything he said tonight and you see where his heart is at, he's not hiding from the camera. He's not, you know, people, you get those people who read the body language. He's not looking at the camera. He's looking down. He's nervous. He took 12 sips. The cup is empty or whatever, you know. But... This is a this is a brother who's who's serious about what he's doing, mm -hmm. loves the Lord, and God is a is a person. He gives us a chance, but God is more merciful than we are. You know, we we take a brother. Come on, we we don't have to name names. We've seen enough people go through stuff in the past couple of years that have been cut off yeah. from the whole holy hip hop. Just just in holy hip hop, forget about. I'm not talking about pastors and other leaders and stuff. Just holy hip hop alone right. that have been cut off and. They were very prominent within the circle or just attached enough in the circle to be known by everybody. And now they're trying to work their way back in right. because we're so unforgiving. Yeah. I, I, you know, and, and I, to a certain degree, there's there's something that resonates there even even with me. Like, I, I, I feel at times it's almost like I got the cooties. You know what I'm saying? Because there's people that I do feel like that should have reached out or, or should have been there because there was a regular conversation. We kick it. And all of a sudden, all that ceased. So it's like, and I'm not the type to hold grudges because I just don't got time for that. You know, I don't got time. But it's one of those things like, wow, that's interesting. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's interesting. Well, that's what I was trying to say yeah. before about, you know, who cut you off? Because we're the first ones that I, and I, you know, I, I don't think I've done this, but, you know, we're the first ones to cut people off when they need you the most. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's, that's the bad habit that most Christians have. Yo, he's going through some tough stuff, man. Don't wait till he's ready. Wait, how's he going to get ready if you're not helping him? Right. You know, and, and we have to come and the opposite way. We'll we'll give our opinions on what he should have done, what what the thing. Oh you know, yeah. Excuse me. Even when when the you know when I mean even just like in the situation with the truth, you know, and I met him a few times, but I I, I would I could easily be the one. Well, you know what. You know, he should have sat down this time of time. He should have yeah, sat down this time. Yeah. I mean, people are continuously giving opinions. And we're not talking about people that listen to your music. We're talking about, like, people who are in the trenches with you, supposedly. You know, these are people right. that, that are just in it with you and they're giving opinions. And I've been guilty of certain things like that. And, you know, you really don't realize those things until you're looking at it from from a retrospect uh, per perception or perspective. And so it, it really, it does feel like sometimes that there's that... Um, there's that big print on your forehead that says divorced minister. You know what I'm saying? And you'd be surprised how many ministers of the gospel are divorced. You know, I think I think on the other side of that, I, I was probably one of the first ones to hit hit you back and say, "Yo, when are you ready to come out to minister, bro? We got some dates." <laughs> did I, I, I think I might have hit I, I might have hit you. Yeah. Wait, <laughs> I'm, I'm, oh, another person, brother, brother E. e. Psst, forgive me, brother. Forgive me, brother E. He he's he's he made himself available to me all the time. Amen. You know he was always, you know, and and I never felt shunned from. I mean, but again, there was there was always that that um, you know, again, like I said, I'm not the type of person to be complaining, but it was there was always felt like that. I always see things from this angle. 
Hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah, like, I hear you. I hear okay, you. and I'm a, I'm a, I observe people. Like I, I really observe people, and you know, I don't come to any conclusions until they ask me their opinion. But you know, and I've never really mentioned anything to anybody. Like I've never said, "Yo, what is it? What, what you got beef for me?" You got right. never Doesn't been asked. Yeah, just to me, I'm doing what God called called me to do, and um, I, I truly believe that I had that time. I had the time to uh, sit back, look at things evaluate things, consider the things that are valuable to me, consider the things that can be passed on, you know, and um, that's where I'm at right now, you know. All right, that's, that's awesome stuff, man. You, you've shared, you shared a lot of valuable information that I think is going to help a lot of people. Um, well, what's awesome as well is going through all that you've been through and being shunned by, by fellow Christians and brothers and sisters of Christ and probably, you know, the body of Christ basically, and not have bitterness. Yeah. And being able right. to let that go and being able to say, you know, let God deal with it. Let God get the glory in, even in my failure, right. let God get the glory. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that and that, that's good. Alice is saying, you know, that even, even through everything you're going through, there's, there's no bitterness and, and God still gets the glory. You know, he restores. And that's, that's something people need to see because, again, people that are not saved, people that don't know God, people that don't go to church, don't have a relationship with Christ, and are probably, in their minds, the dirtiest people in the world, need to see how God restores. And sometimes they won't see it in another street person because they won't have that interaction. You know, usually what happens when when you're when you're not saved, I'm, I'm gonna get like Bert theological on you. When you're not saved and you're rolling with a, a bunch of people that are not saved, and all of a sudden you have an encounter with Christ, the first thing you do is you separate yourself from them. So they'll never see what your change was because you're gone. They'll see you different, but you'll never come back and tell them anything because they're going to remind you of all the old things you used to do, and you don't want to go there anymore. But when you're you're in the church and you go through something and you get restored, you have all those people in front of you still to tell them this is how God restores. Yeah. You know, and and it's living testimony, even though we don't want to accept it. You know, we don't we don't want to accept it. That's just the way we are. You know, I wrote a story a long time ago. I was writing these little devotionals and stuff, and one of them was about a guy who does prison ministry. He goes to prison ministry, and he's praying for the same dude in the cell all the time, praying for the same dude in the cell. May the Lord restore your life. May you accept Christ as your Savior, blah, blah, blah. You know, the dude's a murderer, the whole nine, and this is what it is. Gave him a track. Every time he went to this prison ministry, gave him a track, gave him a track with a church address. The dude finally comes out of jail, goes to his church, and the guy was on vacation. When he comes back, here's this new guy in the church auditioning for the choir. And the guy that was doing the prison ministry goes to the choir director and says, hey, be careful with that guy. He's a murderer. But you just prayed for him. <laughs> but that's how we are. Yeah. That's yeah. how we are. Yeah. That's how we are. I'm, I'm going to go to the corner, the street thug, and I'll tell you, yo, Christ has a plan for your life, my brother. Give your life to Christ. You know, he wants to redeem you and restore you back to, you know, to a relationship with him and make you whole. And, you know, he has plans for you. And a dude comes to your church, wants to be down with the children's ministry. And we're like, oh, time out, you know, mm -hmm. fingerprint, check them, you know, no weapons, blah, blah, blah. And don't we believe in the power of God? He did it with us, you know. And, and I think that's where we need to be. We need to be at a point where naturally <clears throat> wise and cautious, but also believers, you said something earlier about mercy, you know, about God's mercy. And, and I, I, man, that scenario can't be so, you know, I mean, how truthful it is. And it, it's crazy because it challenges even, it challenges me to be like, wow, that's true. You know, if we say something and believe it, the follow-up to that also has to be part of the belief that you proclaimed. 
You know, and the Bible says that in James, it says, and I shared this Sunday with the church, I said, mercy, this is powerful. It says, mercy triumphs over judgment, mm. you know? And so, and then when you look at love, the Bible says that love never fails, you mm. know? And so when you look at mercy triumphs over judgment, and no matter the time, how much judgment rises, and we have to have that mindset because we allow judgment to overcome. We allow our judgment and our judging people to overcome. Right. But mercy, God's mercy, triumphs over all of that. Amen. You know, and it overcomes all of that. It is an undefeated fight, fighter. Amen. You know, like, like love, it's undefeated. It says it never fails. Amen. We have Amen. so much respect for an undefeated team, for an undefeated boxer. We have so much respect for these people. But the Bible says that love never fails. It doesn't say that love will hurt you. It doesn't say that love, will, because that's that synthetic love that the world offers. But when it says mercy triumphs over judgment, Amen. no matter time, how many judgment, judgment arise, mercy triumphs over that. And then it says mercy follows you. Goodness and mercy shall follow you all the days. In other words, I got two body cards called love and mercy. Amen. Christ Uncensored, House of Worship. Man, I mean, we... We can go on forever, yeah. you know. And again, you were asking me before, what made us change our format to this? This is why. Yeah. We can't have these conversations on the phone. I know, I know. You know, and it'll, it, it, it gets silly. The phone gets silly. You know, I, I'm sorry, man. I was hearing this radio interview the other day. And it, you know, the guy was asking, how come you called this? What's your name? You know? And this guy went into this whole testimony, and the radio guy was like, oh, that's what's up. That's what's up. <laughs> But, I said, oh, no, but that's what's up. That's it? Like, that, oh, that's, that's what's up. That's what's up. That's cool. He just told you his whole life, like, you, that's what's up? But that, you know, <laughs> that's what I mean. I mean, we, we found ourselves in a predicament where it was really hard, you know, because people aren't as open on the phone or, or they think they are. And, you know, you may not hear it the same way or you think they're trying to say one thing and you don't understand. I'm like, you know what? We can't do this, right? Anymore. Right. You know, we can't do video interviews. We won't do any. And I got a lot of, I got a lot of requests. By the way, those people that keep sending requests for interviews, if you're from California and Ohio and all that stuff, we love you guys. We'd love to do it. We're not set up for phone interviews. We we have the equipment to do so. We're just not prepared to do that yet. You know, if, if we have to, eventually we will. But in the meantime, if you're in the New York area, you want to get you know Ratfest Radio interview, just hit us up ratfestradio.com, ratfestradio at gmail.com. We'll definitely hook something up. Um, but I'm trying to stay away from the phone interviews, man. How, how do you how how do you feel like evolving into something like this? And and I, me, I'm a, I'm a, I should be an interview because I love I love p picking people's. Well, brains. you have like five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how like do you five. feel seeing the evolve of New York rap and seeing somebody being able to interview somebody um, that's been doing it for so so many years to seeing those that are kind of like. In, in, in their tenure and then you see those that are just starting up like you know people that just maybe got a couple of years in it and you, I, I do this out of a, a passion to see people progress in what they're doing that's one you know and then I do it out of a void in my ministry when I first started where I didn't have this opportunity you know, when we first started out, first of all, back then, we didn't have Google. We didn't have, you know, Twitter and all that stuff. So if anybody wanted to know what we were doing, they had to know us, you know, or we had to do those, those black and white flyers under the church doors because nobody would be in church, you know, mm -hmm. when you go give out flyers because everybody's in church at the same time. Mm -hmm. uh, but 
you know, our passion, our goal is to bring the wisdom of the veteran, the seasoned veteran that has recording, you know, label, distribution, graphic, all of that stuff locked down and share that wisdom with those that are starting and then bring those that are starting in here, dig into their heart, find out how they got to where they are at that point, ask them where they're going and then offer them some advice and help. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you know, we're just going to be, we'll be dead. We'll be dead. There'll be nothing for us. If we don't help the guys that are coming up and just sit back and criticize them, right. you know, they're doing kitty music. They're doing that stat pop music. You know, he don't even mention Jesus. He don't even go to church. He mm-hmm. don't, why? Because we haven't told them. Right. You know, all the churches aren't out there supporting their local gospel hip-hop ministries. You know, you go to a church and you look at the ministry list. There's deacons, there's ushers, there's mm-hmm. Sunday school teachers, there's nursery workers, there's audio technicians, <clears throat> there's worship team, there's, you know, this, there's kitchen leaders, ministry. kitchen ministry, whatever it is, right? All of those things are listed. But it doesn't continue to say there's gospel rappers, there's spoken word artists, there's mm-hmm. break dancers, there's... And yet all these ministries still exist. Right. But the church isn't really 100% on They know they're there. But they're not on them. It's our responsibility as those ministries that are down here that have done this or are doing this to share what we know and have learned through the years with others that aren't getting that directly. And those churches that are pouring into this little you know, cell, cell of ministries down here, God bless you. Yeah. But there are not many. There are not many. You know, it's few, the pastor that you find that, that's going to come out and say, oh, yeah, my church, man, we have a wonderful ministry. We have the deacon board and this and that and that. And there's some gospel rappers and there's this band and there's this, you know, break dancer and there's this graffiti art. No. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, oh, some kids in my church do that, you know, mm-hmm. but that's it. Yeah. I think we never had, like we, Brothers Incorporated, when we started out, we didn't have that outlet. You know, we come from a Spanish church. They didn't want to hear us. <laughs> you know, we rarely rapped at our own church because we were doing hip hop. I said, the Diablo, you know, you ain't doing that here. Yeah. So now we have this platform. We have the years of experience. We've gone through the good, through the bad. We've seen the successful. We've seen the failures. We're trying to sum it up and give back. You know, and the only way we could give back is if we have stories like, you know, yours, where you've done it all. You actually went through divorce and you're still ministering. You know, how does that work? Like years ago, that was unheard of. Mm-hmm. But now people get to see what grace and mercy really is in action. Yeah. You know, we get to see the, the, the prisoner come out of jail and become part of the choir. Mm-hmm. That's God. Yeah. You know, that's God. Yeah. It's not just, you know, again, the truth, ambassador, all of them. Oh, top records, off the hook. Yeah, bam, bam, hot. They fell, psh, cut them off. Huh. What? Pray for them. Yeah, you know, pray for the restoration. Reach out to them. Yeah. Is it bad what they went through? Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. we we could have our own speculation and say, oh, like you said, they should be sitting down for this amount of right. time. They should do twenty push-ups and this, you know, who determines that? Yeah, exactly. Who determines that's that? the that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I, I, I'm sorry. Like I always say, like I can have a cut and you can have a cut, and if I'm more intentional about getting my cut healed, I will. I will. It'll be healed sooner. Then what your cut will be right? Good. You either get your two butterfly stitches or put a bandage right. and see who heals first, right? And if you're intentional, that's why people when they talk about oh, you know, everybody heals at a different pace, it's true, but it doesn't mean everybody has to, you right? I mean, you can heal if you're more intentional about, and that is one of the things in this season. I mean, I mean, there was times that I was like, <laughs> bug is everything, you know what I'm saying? Like, there was uh, times, you know, it TMI, TMI. <laughs> You wouldn't recognize 3D, you know what I'm saying? But at the same time, those are the times that I believe that I was being intentional about my healing. You know what I'm saying? And there's some things, like when it comes to my kids, 
when it comes to my kids, that's an area that it's still a little rough for me because I'm like, you know, what's their future like? Right. You know, sure. and how did I play a part into that? And I, and I truly believe I'm the best father I am ever because like the way I am with them now to the way I was before. And back then I thought I was the best father ever. And now I'm like, yo, that father that can't compare to this father. Man. You know what I'm saying? You learn, you learn. And you just, and if you're more intentional about that healing process. So it's like when people say, well, this person should be sitting down for two years. What if in two years he doesn't get healed? Or he doesn't last those two years. Yeah, it's like when people say time heals all wounds. I'm like, no, there's people that are 30 years old and they still suffer like a seven-year-old when they think about that memory. You know right. what I'm saying? Because if you're not intentional about getting that 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 issue healed, you'll deal with it forever. You know, it's like right. people deal with back pain. Right. If they don't get it resolved, they will live with that back pain right. for the rest of their life. And look, just to just to make something clear, sin is sin. Mm-hmm. You know, you do something wrong, yes, you should pay the consequence. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and we're not we're not encouraging people to go ahead. You know, do do the wrong thing. Ahead, we still got you. You know, we still love you. Right. We can learn from it. No, we encourage you to live according to Scripture. You know, according to the forget about trying to live by the Ten Commandments. We could we could deal with just one. Mm-hmm. You know, but live according to the Word. Pray pray fervently all the time as much as possible. Uh, become a member of a church, a God fearing yes. Bible teaching church yes. that preaches the Word of God unedited unscripted to match their theme but to match god's you know purpose mm-hmm. uh find a ministry you could get involved with that will pour into you as you pour into others as well you know you're not just sitting in the background and fellowship with others like-minded that are that are seeking a relationship with christ and nurturing not just seeking because you know you seek you find it now you do something with it you don't you can't be seeking for your whole life yeah at one point you got to find at one point, you got to find, you know, God is big. You can find him. Trust me. <laughs> you know, he is everywhere. But, you know, find your spot with God and how, how you can get closer to him. To You know, I'm just tired of people saying, yeah, I go to church. You know, I'm looking for people to say, yeah, I'm a born-again Christian. I believe yeah. I believe in God. I, I'm a Christ follower. I, I, right. I definitely love the Lord. You know, you go to church. Yeah, everybody goes to church at one point or another, whether it be a funeral, a wedding, whatever it is, you know. Everybody goes to church, but do you believe in God? Right. You know, are you a born-again Christian? Do, right. you, do you live according to the word? And and that's what, that's what I'm just saying to you people out there. As you hear us talk, yes, people go through stuff. And we've had many, oh, my God. I, go go to the podcast. Go to holyculture.net. You see that symbol there? Find them. Holyculture.net. Download the podcast and listen to and they're not, they're not stories. They're real occurrences in people's lives. Gospel hip-hop artists, people that you love, people that you've heard for years, some that you're just learning now about. And everything that they've gone through is real situations. But yeah. you know what? At the end, we are victorious. Mm-hmm. Because we put, our, we put our trust in Christ and Christ alone. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and that's, that's where this whole thing you know, comes to. Yeah. You know, that's, that's, that's the pot. That's, that's the, the common denominator there is God. You know, as far as music, I can have anybody up in here talk about music. You know, maybe one day we will do that. I got a couple of friends out there I could just bring in. We talk music. You want to talk music? We can talk music. But again, we want people to love and learn who 3D Remedy is. So that way, whatever you do, whether it be your graphics, your church, your mixtape, your production, your rapping, or your your wedding planning, or whatever it is you do, (laughs) you know, that people just support. You know, people just support. And that's something that the younger brothers, when we were starting out, we just didn't have it. Right. You know, and that's what we're here for, man. Every time I see a new rapper, I think about you. I kid you not. And you know, Amen. it's funny because Brother E, 
it says, yo, I, I always have you on my mind. I'm like, you don't hit me up all the time. I'm like, but he's like, I always have you on my mind. And and, and I, I I relate to that because there's people I don't hit up, but I have them on my mind. And then you'd be surprised. You know how they, they say catch who's on your Facebook? And you'd be surprised how many people you can catch Bert's in their mind. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I, oh, yo, when every time I see a new rapper rise up, or when I hear people say, we're number one, and when I hear, <laughs> and I hear people say, uh, you know, we're the greatest, whatever, 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 I think about you, because I'm like, Bert has been doing it forever. Like, I wonder what Bert feels about this. You know what I'm saying? And actually, Bert, actually, you know what I feel about that. That's what you're saying. <laughs> okay, go tell Bert. <laughs> you know, because I'm like, hmm. You know, like, hmm. <laughs> like, not for nothing, to think about it, years back, didn't we argue about these kind of things before? Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and but it just makes sense. It just makes sense. You know, we have to be, we're, we're responsible for so much that we're not taking responsibility for. You know, we're not, mm. we want to take credit for all the good stuff, but we don't want to be responsible for stuff that goes wrong, yet we are. Mm-hmm. We're not discipling people. We're not mentoring people. You know, we're critic. Oh, we criticize the beats. We tear them up yeah. on reviews, but we don't help them. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't offer them whatever it is they need right. to take it to that next level. But mm-hmm. we're the first one to say, "Yeah, he's whack. Yeah. Yeah, I'll never play his music." Yeah. Yo, my playlist, Rap Fest Radio. I'm up to five thousand songs, bro. Yeah. And there's not that many rappers out there. But I'll play whatever comes in. As long as you're preaching the gospel, you know. You ain't cursing. You ain't doing no Black Eyed Peas remixes and stuff like that. (laughs) I got you, you know. Because I think everybody deserves a chance. You know, if you're serious about your ministry, we'll we'll rock your music. You know, we'll play it. I've played stuff even for Rap Fest Radio live shows. Brand new artists. Who's that? They send me their music. It sounds really good. I read their bio. They sound like they're going somewhere. Let's encourage them. You know, and if we don't do it, nobody will. One of the things that in the churches with the leadership and only, um, I know we got to wrap up right yeah. but I, I always say like I always give a room or a leeway for for messes and what I mean by that is you know sometimes we don't help somebody or, or give them the opportunity because we're, we're scared that they might create a mistake or a mess and I, and I think that's a learning experience you know right. I, I can't I can't say I'm the man I am today without that mistake that I learned you know so I I give a leeway, and the only thing I consider failure is not trying. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? I, and I say this to my team all the time. I say, guys, like, the only thing I consider failure is not trying. I don't, like, to me, Peter, the Apostle Peter is not a failure because he began to sink. To me, he's a champion. He was the only one that could say he walked on water. Right. Even though he began to sink. That, to me, is not failure. Failure is not doing what the Lord says. Right. Exactly. I agree with you 100%, man. Christ Uncensored House of Worship is the church. Where is that located? Because we don't have that information on the <clears throat> No, right now like we're if, if you're if 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 you're interested in visiting or if you're in the Brooklyn area or the Staten Island area, you can visit kuhow.com. There's a number, there's an email, there's information there that will get you plugged into the ministry and have you visit uh, one of our locations, whether in Staten Island on Thursdays or in Brooklyn on Sundays. Um, of course, the website 3dremedy.com. Uh, you can also download the mixtape, the salvage yes. mixtape, which is at www.3dremedy.bandcamp.com It came out today. Get get it now. the 31st. Today, get it now. Uh, Put it on your Facebook. Send it to friends. All that good stuff. If you can only download one song, do Born For Me. I produced it. (laughs) (laughs) You got to get my ear. That is awesome. Uh, The moment I heard that beat, that was was it. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, once again, shout out to my uh, beloved friends and ministry partners, uh, Christ and Sense at House of Worship Leadership Team, 
I love you guys. And um, it's kuhau.com. C-U-H-O-W.com. And like I said, 3DRemedy.com. You know, the Facebook is there. And all that good stuff is there. So you guys could get plugged in in that manner. So. Amen. And my last, my last thing for you, man, before we leave. If there's someone out there right now that's going through a... <clears throat> a divorce or a situation in their relationship. Uh, I don't want you to say exactly what would you do, what advice would you give them, but what advice or words of encouragement would you give everyone that's surrounding them that can help that couple? So if there's someone like, that knows someone that's, that's in that situation, what they can, what can they yeah. do? Because many times, you know, I could be in a church, let's say there's, Let's, let's just make up a scenario that the deacons are going through a divorce, but they're still in ministry, and I don't know how to react towards them. Mm-hmm. I don't know. how Do I comfort them? Do I help them? Do I approach them? Do I stay quiet? Do I, you know, what what do we do? Like what, almost like what you wish people would have done when they found out about you mm-hmm. in, in, a, you know, in a perfect world. Everybody was really helping out and stuff. Yeah, it's crazy because I think sometimes, you know, when we ask questions like that, well, what did you do to go get over this situation? And they'd be like, you know, I prayed and I saw God. Yeah, 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 but I know, but but, but what did you do to, 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 I prayed and I saw God. You know what I'm saying? Right, yeah, absolutely. But what, and it's like sometimes those, and like I said, it's like playing checkers without the, the, board. the, the board. Those things, it's important for these people to, Pray for them. I mean, I, I can't. I know this sounds so cliche, but guys, I'm telling you, like, pray for them because when you begin to pray for some love, will just start growing out of you, and you'll truly begin to love them. With the way the Bible says, "Husband loves your love your wives as Christ loved the church," but it also says, Jesus says, "Love one another the way I've loved you." So that also says, love each other the way Christ loved the church. You know, right? Amen. So we all have that obligation: love each other the way I loved you, and so. We have to love um, these people, love love your your elders, your leaders that are going through these situations. Because let me tell you, it is so, it is it, it's such a lonely place at times, mm-hmm. you know. And and if you can and reach out to them, don't harass them, you know, because you know sometimes they, but reach out to them, and you'll see how that that will go so far. And it's like it's not no huge revelation, no, but it, these are practical things that I truly believe. That can help individuals out. Love them. Love God first. Love people. Love um, them as individuals and don't judge them. Because we never know tomorrow what we will do if we're in that situation. You know, for the individuals that may be going through it. um, And and, and I really mean this. Be be like Paul. Be like Paul. You know, he says, you know, my life is worth nothing unless I fulfill what God has has purposed me to fulfill. Oh. You know, so your identity, the value of your life is based not about how much money you make, not how much how, how many how many properties you own. It's based upon what God called you to do. And and, and if you're and if you're a husband, if you're a wife, it's your it's like it's your God given role. It's your assignment. You were called to be a wife. Mm-hmm. It's like if you were called to be a wife, don't be something else. Be a wife. If you, if you were called to be a husband, don't be something else. Be a husband. You know, stop mm-hmm. trying to be. You know, so it's like those are prime. Those are the primary foundation, that foundational things that I think are, are crucial when it comes to, you know, um, working on that. Amen. If you want to gossip about it, tell God. <laughs> he, he'll listen. Yeah, he'll listen. 
and he'll respond as well. Gossip. <laughs> well, that's the first thing that usually comes to people's mind. Yeah. When the whole thing with the truth kicked off, I was getting uh, emails from people I haven't heard of in a <laughs> long time. Yeah. Yo, Bert, did you hear this? This happened. What do you think? I said, I think I got another name to add to my prayer list. Yeah. What, what am I gonna do? I'm not. I'm not God. I don't. You know what? I gotta do. Well, there you have it. 3D remedy. The mixtape is salvage. Salvage the mixtape available right now. Just go to 3dremedy.com. 3dremedy.bandcamp.com Download 20 tracks completely free. Productions by 3D Remedy and it has PBC El Atrevido, 3D of course on there, K-Drama Jazz, Magellan and Zone Out, Zone Out from DJs. Zone Out yeah, um, Who else? Uh, Sean Slaughter That's what we're going to end with. We're going to end with that Pinocchio track Yeah. Sean Slaughter, he's a funny dude I love yeah. that guy. So this is it. You want to find out more about 3D Remedy, uh, more about his church, where he's going to be at ministry and performing, where you could get more of his music. Again, 3DRemedy.com is a website. Hit him up there. There's a link to his Facebook and Twitter and all that stuff is up there already. Yeah. Makes it real easy for you. Or if you can't find it for whatever reason, I don't know. But you can hit us up too, Ratfest Inc., uh, RatfestRadio at gmail.com, and we'll hit you up with the information. This will be available on podcast sometime tomorrow. And immediately after this is done, you can go to Ustream and just watch the whole thing over and tell your friends about it. But right now, we're going to end this show. Thanks, 3D, for coming out. We appreciate you, man. We'll keep you in prayer. Thank you. For sure. Thank you. Uh, Kuhau. Kuhau. <laughs> That's still funny to me. Actually. That's what we do. That's exactly what we do. We go, Kuhau. <laughs> we'll stick to the music. We'll stick to the music. <laughs> That's weird. Oh, yeah, we love it. Weird. <laughs> weird. <laughs> but uh, Rapfest Radio Rapfestradio.com You will learn us Because we are out of control And here we go With Sean Slaughter The song is called Pinocchio's From the Salvage Mixtape Available now 3dremedy.bandcamp.com Oh One more thing No show next week Valentine's Day Me and my wife Are going out No It's not next week We could go out next week too We do have a show next week Yes we do baby Who do we have next week I don't know so do I get rid of the one that says no show next week? Yeah, yeah, just put the Rapfest Radio title on it. Oh. Yeah, there's a show next week. Next week is the 7th? Yeah. Oh. DJ Aaron. My bad. Oh, my goodness. So sorry. We have DJ. Can you change that to DJ Aaron on the air next week? Just edit that while DJ I talk. Aaron on the air next week. Right I'm so here. sorry. I, I, was saying, I was saying no show next week. Man. I'm leaving the 214 no show. Buddy. No, just, just change it to DJ Aaron. Just change the whole thing. A-A-R-O-N. DJ Aaron will be here on the show next week. That's right. He sent me all his music ready to go. Sorry, DJ Aaron. But you definitely want to tune in next week. Feb 7th will be here live from 8 to 9 p.m. with DJ Aaron. And he'll be here talking about he has a mixtape and stuff that was just being released as well. Uh, good stuff. Great brother. Yeah, great brother. If you check the website, rapfestradio.com, and look at our calendar, you'll see we have TJ the Praying Man coming out one day. We have uh, Giano. We have a bunch of people just coming out. Definitely want to check it out. February 14th is not going to be a show because it's Valentine's Day. And to me, if I don't go out to dinner. <laughs> no, we're going out to dinner that day. Or we're going to go out. We're going to have... We're doing something. We're doing something. You and I have invited. It's a family time. No show. I love this right now. You guys are all working together. You my fam. You're my family. What do you mean? Yeah, the kids had grins on their faces. Oh, they, no, the boy, you guys ain't going. You hold it. They do, you do your own radio show. There you go. We're going out. Anyway, see you guys next week, the 7th. 
DJ Aaron in the building here at Rapfest Radio, RapfestRadio.com. We're going to leave you with this one song by Sean Slaughter called Pinocchio from the Salvage Mixtape. Available now at 3DRemedy.BandCamp.com. Go download it. 20 tracks. Completely gratis. Free. Peace. See you next week.